I can't for the life of me understand why any self-respecting bar would use anything but pure, fresh-squeezed lemon juice. This strongly stated aversion to processed citrus was made by Victor Bergeron in 1967. At his original tropical bar in Oakland, California, Bergeron served all kinds of concoctions, from his signature Mai Tai to the painkiller. His secret? He only used farm-fresh ingredients. On November 17, 1934, using $500 in borrowed money, Bergeron opened a small bar-slash-restaurant across from his parents' grocery store at San Pablo Avenue and 65th Street in the Golden Gate District of Oakland. He named it Hinky Dinks. As its popularity spread, the menu and decor developed an increasingly tropical flair, and Hinky Dinks soon became Trader Vic's. Beyond the Mai Tai, Bergeron's other more famous drinks included the Fog Cutter, and the Scorpion Bowl. Both drinks were served in a specific and highly decorated mug or bowl. His take on a hot buttered rum was also an early example, calling for a specific ceramic mug, in this case, a skull. The Scorpion Bowl in particular, and its many variations proliferated onto the cocktail menus of virtually all subsequent tiki bars. As we continue to explore a pandemic-altered social world, what is it like to serve an ever-thirsty public? I try to answer this question, and many others, as I roll up my sleeves in order to become competent at bartending. Ah, yes, welcome back to another episode of First Timers. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Jason Malone, the host here of the podcast you're listening to currently, First Timers with the aforementioned Jason Malone. Oh my gosh, it's another week, isn't it? Um, I'm glad I'm able to come back this week and I've got, uh, I've got a really, really amazing activity to bring you guys, but I do want to, you know, talk a little bit about some of the timelines for the, the podcast, I'm still, you know, working with people who have daily jobs. I have a daily job. So, you know, sometimes it'll come out on a Wednesday. Sometimes it'll come out every two weeks. Sometimes it'll come out every week. I'm still working on just kind of getting the schedule down. But I do appreciate you coming back each time um, I have a, a new recording or a new activity. Uh, it always is great to see when people listen to the podcast and, and kind of, um, you know, how often or or, um, you know, the people, the different countries even. Uh, I think I had some uh, listener from Colombia, uh, so shout out to that person. And then I had a listener from Australia, Great Britain and Mexico, and then also the United States of America. So, uh, you know, staying local. Thanks, I appreciate it. But yeah, um, you know, it's great to see the folks out there who are listening on a weekly basis, and um, I do appreciate it uh, uh, gladly. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I started doing um, some advertising, so uh, that'll you know be a different thing. Hopefully, you know from week to week, maybe get some different advertising advertisers. But uh, you know, I kind of just do that for practice because I think it's fun. Uh, what do you think? Should I do some fake commercials? Because that would be pretty fun too. I thought about doing a few. Um, you know, what kind of businesses do you guys? want to see spoofed because that's ultimately what I'd be doing. Um, but yeah, I thought about doing some fake commercials and I might be doing that here in the next couple weeks. 
Um, I do want to do want to start the show off with my plugs. I got to plug my my socials. <laughs> but I, I do I do want to do this real quick and get this shit out of the way. Um, my I'm on Instagram. My Instagram account is underscore first timers with Jason underscore. Again, that's underscore first timers with Jason underscore all spelled out. Um, and you'll find uh, updates and, uh, you know, a link to the podcast itself. I'll throw up some photos and then some polls. Uh, the next one I want to share is my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter account is <clears throat> first timers with. Again, that's first timers with. And that's all spelled out. Um, I jump on there every so often. I, I think I want to do some more polls on there just to see what you guys are looking for. Um, and then I also have an email account. You guys can email me any questions you might have, uh, feedback about the show. And uh, my email account is a little bit trickier. So it's the number one, st timers w jason malone at gmail.com. Again, that's one, st t i m e r s w jason malone at gmail.com. And you guys can email me anything you want. Um, again, questions you might have. Uh, I might have some questions here on the next uh, episode or two, but I'd like to uh, chop it up with you guys a little bit and see what you guys are thinking about the show at all. Um, I also am on Facebook uh, with <laughs> Facebook uh, <laughs> and uh, that Facebook account is just first timers with Jason Malone. Um, you can find it on there pretty easily. Uh, I do share all the episodes and everything on there. So um, now that I got that crap out of the way, oh my gosh, I'm so I don't know. I'm so humbled by what I get to talk about this week. The activity that I did it was way harder than I expected it to. And I'll give you some history that I have um, with it, but I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce it right now. The activity that I chose to do for this week's first timers with your boy Jason Malone is bartending. So uh, in the past, I have served wine. I've served beer. I've taken food orders. But I've never actually worked behind a bar with liquor. And I, I, I live in Oregon. Oregon has uh, some strict, strict liquor laws. Um, I, I believe it's called the OLCC, which stands for Oregon Liquor Commission Communism. No, um, I, I don't know actually what the last one is. But, um, you know, they have some strict liquor laws in Oregon. Uh, I believe minors can't go to any concerts where there's liquor served. Um, so there's a lot of laws. But I do have my OLCC card. So I can... Um, serve uh, liquor, I can serve wine, I can serve beer. Uh, and so what I decided I wanted to do was I wanted to try to actually work somewhere where I would have to pour uh, shots, make drinks, uh, that kind of atmosphere. Because I felt like in all the time, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit too here in a second, uh, all the time I'd spent in bars, I never really realized how hard it was to deal with the public, to deal with making a recipe. Like you're not just hitting a button and something gets made you're like measuring you're doing it correctly um but yeah i all that all that together with um having to be affable you know polite but also you know you want to you want to be able to take care of business if you need to and call people out on their shit if you need to because there's a lot of bullshit that happens i will say that right now some of it's fun you know some of it's not so good but um from my perspective you know people like to try to pull on over sometimes on folks in uh, the bar atmosphere and a bartender really has to uh handle their business on that so uh you know i'll just say uh i'm sober i haven't had a drink since january 19th um and so working around alcohol 
uh, was going to be tricky for me, I think. I thought. Excuse me. I thought. Uh, but <clears throat> really, when I got back there, that wasn't so much of a, of a challenge. Making the drinks, though, was a little bit difficult because I had to uh, get around tasting. I couldn't really taste. So I had to be really, really measured um, you know, with how I pour it. I've actually practiced how to pour it. And I'll get into that a little bit more of when I talk about the amazing person who helped me uh, train to learn how to mix drinks. But but ultimately, ultimately, my sobriety is more important than anything else. So I would never, ever put myself in a position where I felt like I was going to need to drink to be somewhere. Um, um, and I'll talk about that, I think, in the, in the last segment, because I think it is important to kind of wrap up this whole experience with, uh, you know, how I connected to it. But truthfully, it was something that I, I, I was excited for. Um, I was excited to learn. Uh, a new a new skill and, and you know mixing drinks is a skill that shit is a super skill uh you know being a bartender is not just uh pour this in the glass you know hit, hit a button at all it is completely different so um with that being said uh the bar that i uh served at on um a really fun monday night it's a bar called the wild rose and uh the person i was working with was jenna Jenna was a fucking rock star. So Jenna said she had been working in bars since she was like 18, maybe even 16, maybe like too early, but that's all right. Um, but she had been doing it, from, I want to say 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, she knew what she was doing back and forth. She knew how to do a pour count. So a pour count, for those of you who don't know, um, is you take the bottle and it's usually got one of those uh, little pour things on top of it. And you kind of bubble it. And she says bubble out loud. And that helps. So you put the bottle down, you know, in the air real quick and then you tip it over so it starts pouring and you count a four count and that's an ounce and a half or, you know, between an ounce and an ounce and a half and it's, uh, you know, two, three, four and then you just literally twist it and it shuts right off. It's actually amazing. So if you practice a little bit, you can start to get it down. And so doing that two-handed, you're pouring mixed drinks, you know, two at a time into a shaker glass. Uh, all these things are included and, and involved, and you have to figure out where the liquor is, and you have to remember what you were making, and you have, can take three or four orders at a time because you need to. And I will tell you this right now. When I stepped behind that bar and I looked at those people who wanted their drinks, they looked like they would kill me if I didn't get their drinks correct. <laughs> the amount of pressure was, like, really there. People really were, like, not fucking around. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you start to kind of, you know, Go back and forth, checking on people. Some people are fine. Some people are slower than others. Um, Jenna was great enough to show me. She was like, if you just keep a Bud Light in the ice at all times, you'll be set to go. There's lots of people who just drink Bud Light out of the bottle. Uh, so that was good. I did have a couple of friends come in. Shout out RJ uh, and put me to some tests. I did get uh, to make a few of pretty exotic drinks. So the first drink I made was, uh, I think it was a Kit Kat. And that is uh, vodka and orange juice and Red Bull. So not too hard. But then I, I made, I, I watched Jenna make an old fashioned. And this chick murdered it. She was like, you just uh, just take the, the orange and then you burn it a little bit. Uh, creates And she like created the whole thing so beautifully. And like, I didn't drink it, but like looking at it and then um, seeing, uh, you know, RJ 
order one uh, and having one. It was really cool to see him like, enjoy it after the fact. Um, I did make a margarita, and that was really fun. And that came out really good. Uh, I didn't have to salt the rim or anything like that, so it was a little bit easier. But ultimately, like while I'm making these drinks, I'm trying to like practice pouring correctly. And then there's the, the, the other aspect of like taking money and like having transactions and like multitasking that and i didn't want to do any of that shit <laughs> jenna did all that she did a great and she's like running back and like you know working with food and like it's not fucking easy folks i'll tell you that right now you know i think a lot of people you know look at bartending and their ego goes like oh that could i could do that like what's so hard about that you you know work with a bunch of trucks you're just making drinks like i could do that at home but no guys this shit is difficult it is not an easy thing. And, uh, you know, having to ask for help is, tr- is tricky sometimes. And just really, like, knowing how what, what to ask for, or, like, how to ask for help um, is hard. So, you know, again, shout out to Jenna. She was irreplaceable in uh, helping me get through. I-, I was there for three and a half hours. I felt like it was a good – I was there from, like, 6.30 to 9.30 or 10 um, and it was a great, great example. You know, I, I poured a few beers. I, I poured a few shots. Um, and then, um, you know, one of the one of the one of the best night times of the night is when uh, the owner of the bar came in and I made him a drink. And uh, you'll you'll hear more about that here uh, in a few minutes. But um, that was a great, uh, you know, great moment because uh, it's, it's always nice to have people. Um, you know, interact with you who, you know, have your back. They don't want to see you, see you fail. Now I will say this, like I didn't succeed at everything. Like there's no way I could have done that shit by myself. So I have to take a step back for sure and look at it and go, okay, like this isn't something you can just do by yourself right off the bat first night. I can't imagine walking into a bar, not knowing anything. Uh, Jenna did have a, a book. <laughs> yeah, this did happen. So Jenna had a book. And the book had a ton of drinks, had a ton of mixed drinks. And so one of them was liquid cocaine. And it was like Bacardi 151. And, uh, uh, you know, just another vodka. And like this alcohol and this alcohol. And just shake it up. And then you drink it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, liquid cocaine. Sounds right. But it sounds like, you know, liquid heart, heart attack. For sure. But, um, you know, all these drinks have different names, you know. And some drinks have different names in different regions. I learned that. But ultimately, I learned that if you just take a breath, uh, you know, take everything one at a time, you get through it. Um, there were busier times and it slowed down. Um, so you just take those moments and, and, and you're able to take a breath and look at it and go like, oh, these people rely on me. Like they can't get anything. <laughs> they got to come through me if they need any of this shit behind me. So with that being said, you know, um, having that confidence to go like, okay, I can handle any situation in here. And then, you know, we had to help a gentleman out, try to get a cab. And that was another whole thing. But but ultimately, I think I had a great time with Jenna. Uh, we really explored, you know, how to how to work with people and how to make people happy and also not to over-serve because that's another important thing is you don't want to like – ruin people's lives by giving them too much like you want to you know you want to have have everyone have a responsible fun environment and uh, the wild rose is definitely that for sure um i definitely you know used to go there quite a bit when i drank and you know, i'll pop in there every so often and i'll have a red bull because uh, that's what i drink now usually when i go out because i'm old and i need stuff to keep me going well guys um you know that is my experience with bartending so far uh i don't think i I don't think it's something I'm going to try again. I don't know if I necessarily want to be that close to alcohol 
um, you know, as, as like a job. I, it's just not for me. But shout out to the people that do do it on a regular basis because it is tricky. It is difficult. Um, they got to put up with a whole lot of shit. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, as far as my bartending skills go, I, I got a little bit better. But I, I don't think I'll try this again. And, and uh, you know, we can chalk that up to, you know, not a failure, but just something that, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't in the cards for me to go back to. Um, I will be back, though, here in a few minutes with the next segment of uh, First Timers. It's, it's going to be a great interview. I've been wanting to talk to this dude for a while. He is he is a master bartender. He's the guy that you know that that's that's the life for him, and and he's so good at it, and and it's just natural to him. But um, I'm super excited to talk to him here in the next minute or two. And uh, guys, please come back, please please come back for the next segment of First Timers with Jason Malone. Have you ever had someone on a holiday, like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas Eve or Christmas, that were by themselves, oh, yeah. and uh, you just, definitely, you know, yeah. you definitely caught on to that that they were just needing needing some company. Yeah, because I mean, I, even myself, I'm not the biggest fan of holidays because I recognize how traumatic it can be of an experience with this is odd expectation that you're supposed to show up in this way right. with you know whether it's gift giving. It's going to be it's, it's your opportunity to show off what you did the whole year. Right? It, it, exactly, and, and you know I'm a fan of doing those kind of things throughout the year. Every every day. I mean, because... yeah, yeah. You you should have your uh, successes. You know, not not just you know down the road or you know uh, yeah, absolutely something you should be able to. Uh, experience it all the time yeah and I, and I and i respect and understand the tradition and for those that do love it i you know i'm not by any way slighting them for loving it but i still hold space for those that don't necessarily find it to be that joy it's stressful it's you know sure unfortunately you know you deal with things like suicide and things yeah like, they, they go up around this time of year because right. of that social pressure that's put on us to show up in a certain way because it's a holiday sure and so i try to be a safety net if i can and feel that off of people and the other, the other interesting thing about, especially on Thanksgiving, is that night before Thanksgiving, because it seems like people lose their fucking mind is, on that night. I know I that used to be like school. maybe number two drinking holiday besides Halloween. Yeah, and it, or it's a lot New of fun. Year's, No but. one works the next. Well, most don't work the next day. Right. And they're in. Town and a lot of times you're back in your old, you know, an old house, and you don't yeah. necessarily want to kick it with the folks, and you know, hanging out with friends yeah. you haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you let loose. It's hilarious. It's it is, man. It's a really funny. It's almost like there's a full moon every, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, guys, I do want to thank you so much for coming back and joining me for another segment of First Timers. Um, I'm so happy to bring my special guest this week to you. And uh, he is the, the person who allowed me to get behind the bar, um, you know, like I described in the last uh, segment. And uh, he is a bar bartender. He's a bar owner. He's a raconteur. Uh, he is a Brilliant, brilliant man. One of my good friends, uh, DeAndre Harmon, is here in the studio. Uh, he owns the Wild Bros here in Wild, um, in Roseburg, Oregon. And uh, man, thank you so much for coming in and joining me today. It. I like yeah. the intro. You're making me blush. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. I mean, I could do an Apollo Creed style, you know, where the names don't quit, don't quit. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, what is your history of bartending? You know, where did you start? How did you come up? Um, you know, anything that was kind of crazy when you were training, or anything like that that you started with? I, I start. I've been in the bar restaurant business for a little over 20 years, and I started with the McMenamins Company, which is a 
very large and popular company here in the Northwest. Uh, they pick up historical buildings and kind of dive into the history of whatever community that building is in. Not all of them are that way. There are some like strip mall units. That sure, absolutely, yeah. But when they do, those particular properties are where they shine the most. And, and it, it was it's a great company to work for. Uh, shout out to everybody, all my ex McMinnimans. Yeah, McMinnimans, uh, McMinnimans here in Roseburg took the old train station and they renovated it into a really nice restaurant, um, bar, um, really pretty kind of little decadent like drapes and stuff like that. Um, you know, they they do that a lot. They'll go into a community or they'll take out an existing building mm-hmm. and they'll just kind of fully renovate it. But they have movie theaters. They've got full like Edgefield. I don't know if you've ever been up there. Oh, and yeah. that place is out of control. Don't Disneyland. Yeah, basically it's like it's like Pleasure Island, right? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I definitely turned into a donkey when I went there. Um, no, we we hit the golf course there and we decided that if we left a club behind, which we did, uh, we had to take a shot. Nine o'clock in the morning, no big deal. Um, by the whole four, I was blackout drunk. <laughs> um, so yeah, they treat you well there. Um, so you know, working with Mick Minimans, he probably that taught you quite a few things. Taught and then, me everything. I actually, I mean, I got the. I started as a dishwasher. Oh wow! Actually. And then uh, reluctant, you know, fought the entire time. But you know, was then they had me cooking, and I didn't want to do it. Trial by fire, learned it, loved it. Had me wait tables, trial by fire, learned it, loved it, bartending, learned it, loved it, management. Like, I, everything was just kind of, was kind just of thrown it. into it. And I enjoyed it. Differently. it. It learned me to, like, face my fears. Because every single experience was a nervous one. Like, I don't know if I can do this. But then once I learned it and found out, man, this is kind of my thing. I dig it. And haven't looked back since. Just kind of dove into the business. And and then, um, you know, I'm, I moved back down to Roseburg from Portland in 2014, and I met you around that same time. Uh, you were bartending at a place called the Kodiak uh, here in Roseburg. Um, and I, did you buy the Wild Rose right after that, or was that kind of something you were working on for a while? I can't quite remember the timeline, but, I, yeah, what was your timeline? I had decided that I wanted my own place while I was still bartending at the Kodiak, and the Wild Rose wasn't available at the time. But I knew I was kind of putting it out there in the ethos that I kind of want to you know, have my own spot. And so while I was working at the Kodiak, that became available, and I jumped at the opportunity, and yeah, here we are four years later. Yeah, man. Um, you know, talk about that a little bit, the, the, you know, the transition from working for someone who owned a bar to, you know, taking on all of that on your own. You know, was that something that, um, you know, it took a lot of time. I'm, I'm sure money probably was a big factor there. But, you know, were you, did you feel fully prepared or was it more of just like, I need to do this now because it's my opportunity? It, well, I had, fortunately, I had a lot of experience with management. So I understood that aspect of it and a lot of aspects of the business. There was some behind the scenes I had to learn the hard way. But no, I was not prepared. Yes, I was terrified. But, I mean, I kind of, it was one of those situations where you kind of jump out of the plane and then check your parachute. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you had to go for it. I mean, what's the worst thing that happened? Sounds like happen? the scariest shit. Like, <laughs> I, I see horror movies. I'm like, oh, fuck that, man. That, I, yeah, just not checking the parachute beforehand. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, you know, for me, you know, with no, no experience actually mixing drinks, um, that was a really, really scary situation. Because, like, I was like, I want to make this correct. I want to. And I'll tell you this, man. I don't know if it's just your bar, <laughs> but these people were thirsty. They were looking at me like, who are you? You going to fuck up my drink? Like, I swear to God, there was there was at least two people who were like, I don't, mm-mm. So um, Jenna was a huge help. And we'll talk more about her in a second because, man, she was this shit. But, um, you know, what, I guess, 
what got you to the point where you're like, I can just take these bottles, flip them upside down, and know what I'm going to do? Was it just practice? Or, what you know? gets you to any, I mean, that goes for anything. It's just, you know, you do something long enough, you're going to get good at it. You know, it, it's interesting, like, you know, when you were a kid, you looked at adults and you're like, man, they got this thing all figured out. And then you kept, remember that feeling when you realized you were an adult and didn't have anything figured nope. out? That was relieving for me yeah. like you know what they don't know either we're just all winging it like let's just yeah. keep doing it so with anything you just keep doing it long enough or often enough and you'll get better at it no matter what it is you know and and making the drinks is you know it's a, it's a small part of the job and i'm not the best you know actually there's a lot of facets to being a bartender and i'm not the best at any of them i'm just decent at enough of them <laughs> to be considered Jack a good of all trades, right? yeah yeah that- <laughs> Well, I mean, dude, I've watched you make like an old fashioned. You take you take your time and and you put some effort into it. You know, I've definitely seen that um, occur. So I mean, you you got skills. You know, I think everyone well, yeah. probably sells themselves you, a little but you short. Can always learn more. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's, that's what I learned from Jenna. And I I like to talk about her for just a second and kind of sh- uh, throw some shine on her, man. She was she was rad. First of all, she let me, you know, be back there with her. Um, which it's not this biggest space in the world. I mean, you do have, you know, your avenue. But, um, but you know, once, she, once you know, we kind of got into a groove, she was able to show me a few things, man. And she, you know, she's got, I mean, she must have so many stories. What, man, I should have her on this podcast. No, <laughs> but um, but truthfully, for, truthfully, she really did do a great job of showing me the four count <clears throat> on the pour, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of how to, you know, kind of like make up a drink on the spot if no, if somebody doesn't exactly Absolutely. know what they want. But yeah. you know that mult that concept of multitasking. She made food at one point. <clears throat> you know, all that shit was like second nature to her. You know yeah. what I mean? And I know that's from doing it for that's so a, long. That's but 100% you know experience. what? She's like, amazing. She's, yeah, yeah. Talk about Jenna. And she's been doing it for you know probably as long as I have. You know, and she's just got a lot of experience in that. But that comes with time. I'm sure she had her time when she first started, where she struggled with figuring that out but then you learn the nuances of the job and timing is huge and you know being able to multitask is absolutely huge and most importantly her energy is just through the charts so she's always having a blast yeah. i don't care what's going on that woman is having a blast right. and i and i just probably it. probably the most smiles i've seen from anyone <laughs> i don't know a long 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 time i'll tell yeah. you that because she was always smiling like having a good time and you know you could tell the cool thing was you could tell because of her attitude people people just we're having a better time because of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People were talking to each other because a conversation she started, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and job, yeah. Right? Um, you know, for me, you know, when I, when I used to go to bars to drink, most of the time I would do it because I was lonely, right? Cause I didn't, didn't have anybody at home. I just needed some, I needed somebody to talk to. And I knew eventually if I drank long enough, that would happen because I would just talk to somebody. But, you know, I will say this, um, the bartenders I've had experiences with have always been, the best people mm-hmm. you know i've got a really good friend in portland named bobby and he was you know my bartender for a long time uh at the, the commodore bar um and you know he's still one of my best friends to this day but i it's weird i kind of value those friendships now more than i did anyone i had <laughs> well i mean essentially you're you're if you're a bartender you're in an accelerated course of understanding the human experience because you're getting a witness so many wait, different wait. people say that again because that's the smartest shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> well it's an, an accel- accelerated course of understanding, understanding human, ex- human, human experience man you're you're, wa- you're watching people from all different walks of life all different facets and all different levels of mindsets and you're taking it all in and as a result you learn about yourself so bartenders tend to be great people humble fun to be around because they they've seen 
a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've got to witness a lot with, you know, being able to connect with people. And it's, yeah, I, I love it. And I think every psychiatrist and counselor should be forced to do it for a year. There you go. Yeah, but, I think that's a good point. Um, what is, I don't know, what's the best experience you've ever had? Like, like a day that you had, it's like, you know, a really good experience. Either you were bartending at some venue or it was some different place or maybe it was just a great night of everybody involved. Do you have anything like that? And well, my, a lot of my favorite experiences are when I'm thrown into a situation that I'm least comfortable and then find out that it wasn't that crazy. Yeah. So, you know, like a, a lot of my newer... You, you know, well, that's because, like, that anxiety drives... You know what I mean? You're getting anxious, right? But yeah. if you can overcome that, that's that's where Absolutely. it's at. I mean, yeah. that's like... that's. The, the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know it now, but, you know, I was an extremely shy kid. You know what I mean? I never spoke and kind of kept to myself and putting myself in those situations and being forced to kind of come out of my shell a little bit and be comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Man, I mean, there is, it's a blast. And you're getting to do it with people who are there to have fun. Like you say, you would go to the bar, you know, because you were lonely. That's why everybody goes to a bar. You know what I mean? If, if you're just there for the drinking, you buy a bottle and go home. Yeah, no, it's no, just you for sure. go to a bar for the social <laughs> aspect of it. And My pocketbook what? told me that all the time. You know, what is, why are you spending three times as much? Oh, I don't know. If I, I don't know. Because you're, it's, yeah. it's all about the social aspect <laughs> right. of it. You know, you go to your neighborhood bar and you hang out with people that, you know, and get to know whether it's straight people you know or even get to know a stranger. You know what I mean? Which is also the funnest part. Sure. You know, it's, I think it's, I think it's great. And I, I, Waiting tables and, you know, being a cook and all that. Out of all of those things, I enjoy bartending the most. You know, the most for sure. Man, it, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, coming from a background where I just poured wine and beer, took food orders, you know, um, all that multitasking, right? Uh, you know, all that stuff like I thought we were talking about, like, it does create a little bit of anxiety. Like, it is a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, 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 I do think that, you know, by just trying it, I got a better idea of um, what it is like to be behind there for sure. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm going to try it again. I'm good on this one. I think <laughs> I you think, guys do it better than I, I think can. You'd be I mean, I think I'd be okay. Here's the problem, you know, the, the <laughs> taste testing that I can't do. It. So, um, you know, I ran into that issue. I was like, well, I, I hope this tastes good. <laughs> but, but ultimately, you know, um, you know, I think that, you know, just just from my experience with you, man. Um, you know, you you bring a lot of positivity to people in uh, a, you know a space maybe that that wouldn't always happen that way. And I will tell you this too, guys. Um, the Wild Rose it used to be kind of a scary place before Yandre owned it. It is way way better. I mean, not even way better. It's just fun. Like his place is straight up fun. You can go there on a Saturday night, eleven o'clock. People are going to be dancing. You know, playing pool. I mean, it's a it's a really fun spot. That's the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. What was that experience like? Kind of turning that place around a little bit because you you did, man. I mean, it's it is noticeably a, a lot lot hundred percent better than it used to be. It used to be kind of scary. You know, well, honest. yeah, I had, was definitely familiar with the reputation it had, but I'll be honest with you. Even back when it had its reputation, I loved it. I love the fact that you walked in there and I didn't care if you were wearing a suit or you were covered in oil because you just worked on your vehicle. Everybody, treat, you were treated the same. I, that is that, true. That, that local neighborhood feeling of walking into a bar. Doesn't matter what you do, we're all equals right now. We're belly up, we're having a good time. And, we're gonna, and I love that energy. So I wanted to keep that same energy. Right. And, you know, it, it had some 
issues and concerns or whatever, and I just wanted to clean that up so yeah. that other people could come in and enjoy that experience and get rid of that reputation of, oh, you don't want to go there, you're going to get in a fight. You know, it's there's never a fight. You know, no. It's always all love. Ever. You know? It's all about the energy yeah. of everybody coming in and feeling welcome and yeah. having a good time. And I, that is... And I've seen the most disparate groups of people, for sure. Like, it runs rednecks, um, you know, you got... I, I, I'm not going to go down categories. But, you know, truthfully, like, I walk in there, I'm like, yo, what, how did this amalgamation nexus of weird happen here? But I'm loving every moment of it. Um, yeah, you know, because so, we all, regardless of our background, got way more in common than we true. do different. We're all weird. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, man. Of um, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, um, I'm so, so glad that you came through. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I do this with all my guests. And, you you know, you have a business to plug. But if there's anything else that you can think or you want to plug or uh you know give some shine to that's what i give this opportunity to all, all my guests so uh if you have anything you like go I ahead don't know i necessarily want to plug anything i will say this though since it is a podcast about bartending show your bartender and your waiters and your waitresses some love man it's a difficult job we work hard we're trying to make you have a good time and don't forget that you know what i mean go in there and show us some love and have a good time and you know we'll reciprocate for sure yeah especially after all this covid bullshit because you know they had to deal with all of your dumbasses out there you know i'm talking about <laughs> um but yeah man i tip your bartenders take care of them tell them your, tell them thank you tell them you know you appreciate them um maybe go out a little bit more than normal um bullshit man deandre thank you so much for coming in and uh you know again i'll, I'll see you i'll see you at the wild roads for sure yeah. um you working tonight no. I'm okay. Not. <laughs> that, be, that being said, though, you got to get Jenny. You're like, man, you're late. Come tell you but, <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, again, I do appreciate all the opportunities to, to just try this out this week. And, uh, you know, thank you for uh, your exceptional friendship as well, man. Appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man. I appreciate yeah. it. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. I'll be back with the last segment here of this episode of First Timers. Don't go anywhere unless you want to pause it and go to the bathroom. You know, you can do that. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to uh, the last segment of this episode of First Timers. Uh, that was a great, great conversation. Man, DeAndre is just one of the classiest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, he dropped some gems in that interview. I, I, I you know, I'm always just uh, ecstatic when I get to talk to him because he genuinely will tell me some real shit. That will help me down the road or right away. Um, but yeah, shout out to DeAndre Harmon for coming in and talking to me. Uh, he does own the Wild Rose here in Roseburg, Oregon. So if you're ever coming through and need a drink, uh, need some food, uh, check it out. It's uh, close to downtown and uh, I think it's right off of Stevens Street. But yeah, man, um, <clears throat> again, shout out to DeAndre for letting me come in too, to Barton. Um, it was a really, really fascinating experience and <clears throat> not one I think a lot of people get to experience. So I'm pretty lucky uh, in, that, in that sense. Uh, what I'd like to do next is uh, just kind of talk about next week's episode. I'm really, really, really excited about next week's episode. And I'm not going to do this all the time, but I am going to go ahead and... Uh, 
and uh, make a correction and apologize. I did I did say uh, a couple weeks ago that next week's episode will be this actual next week's episode's activity. Uh, so I do apologize for anyone who's confused. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, this one was going to be a little bit better. I got a really great guest for uh, next week's episode. I'm super excited to bring you. I'm not even going to tell you who it is. I'm that excited. I'll, I'm, I'll tell you right before I release the podcast. But next week's episode will be skateboarding. I will get my, my ass on a skateboard. My 40-year-old ass on a skateboard. I'm going to wrap up my elbows and my knees and put a helmet on. But, yeah, I'm going to try skateboarding. I think I figured if I can just try to, like, ollie or if I can just at least, like, uh, push forward a little bit and, and kick off and push off um, and not fall down. You know, if I fall down, that's cool. That's why I have the elbow pads and the helmet. But, yeah, it'll be skateboarding. And uh, I'll have some video and some pictures up for sure for Next week, uh, this week's uh, episode with the bartending, I'll have some pictures up as well. I took some photos of myself behind the bar. Um, and again, um, you know, I, I'm always going to try to bring you that kind of content as well. It's always fun to see what I'm actually doing. Uh, you know, not faking the shit. I'm really doing it. Okay. Don't, I'm not faking the funk on a nasty dunk. Uh, as Shaq said back in 94 or 5. But yeah, uh, so next week's episode will be skateboarding, <clears throat> and then I will have an episode out. I should have one at least one a week uh, for the near future. Um, holidays are always hard, but I'm trying to make it work with everyone, and I really do appreciate all my guests uh, who have made themselves available. So yeah, with with bartending, you know, I really do come back to the fact that, uh, you know, these folks have gone through a couple really hard years on and off employment, um, you know, so... For the people that are bartending, if you do go out, you know, give them some love. I think we said before, you know, just show them a little bit of love because I think during pandemic, and not to get super serious here at the end, but you know, during the, the pandemic, you know, things got really difficult for them. And uh, I, uh, I always thought that, you know, people that take care of you when you go out, um, you know, need to get taken care of as well. Uh, you know, so you, you know, shout out to all the bartenders out there who made it through any of this stuff or still getting through it. Um, I know it's hard work, but yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for me for this week. And so I implore you all to come back next week. Please come back for this one. I really, really do hope you guys do for a new, 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 brand new episode of First Timers. Uh, if anyone wants to remix that, please do. Peace.